Welcome to When Wit Happens by yours truly, Wit West. This is a podcast to help you celebrate life even when stuff happens. Around here, we focus on living our best lives in whatever way you see fit. Welcome and take a load off. Let's get started. So thank you for joining us on When Wit Happens. And today we have a guest joining us and I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Hello everyone, my name is Fola Shadi Butler. I am a relationship coach and expert. I have been in this space for about eight years uh, working primarily with women who are looking to find love while killing it in their jobs and their careers and their businesses but are probably having a little bit of difficulty. Um, I also counsel couples who are on their path to getting married. Typically they are engaged. Um, I've been working as a woman in technology for a while. I am a mother, a wife. I have two beautiful kids, um, age three and one right now. They're turning four and two later on, but I am really excited to be on this podcast with my girl, Whitney. We've (laughs) known each other for a while, so thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you for joining because I feel like relationships is that topic that everybody talks about, but then also nobody talks about for real (laughs) Um, because they never like really, unless they're being extra on social media, like really talk about what they're going through Mm is always like the, you know, the highlights. The highlights. (laughs) Um, You know, what's popping? I got this man, you know, I'm going on dates, but they never like talk about, you know, really the difficulty in partnering with somebody. And like, so people get these fake ideas, I feel like of what relationships are, what marriages are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's always good to have somebody like you to help people through that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So happy to have you on here. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. So today I wanted to talk about because as people, um, if you're a first-time listener to the podcast, I have a chronic illness, and so I wear oxygen every day, and so I wanted to talk with Fola about how to deal with dating with a disability, especially one that's visible. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of us, you know, in this day of age, illnesses seem to be more prevalent. You know, people are dealing with lupus and um, sickle cell and things, and they may not be as visible, but, you know, they're still taxing on their lives. And people have these disabilities, whether visible or invisible, that they're dealing with while dating. So I wanted to bring her on to kind of talk about how to navigate that, what are some of the pitfalls, and like how to get through those humps. Yeah. So what are some of the advice that you would give someone who has a disability um, in terms of looking to date? Well, so to be very honest and in full disclosure, I have never worked directly with somebody with a visible disability. Mm -hmm. So um, people who like you wear an oxygen mask or people who are in wheelchairs or, you know, anything like that, you know, typically the women or men um, that I've engaged with have things that are wrong that maybe you can't see physically Mm -hmm. or you can't see on the outside. But by and large, it doesn't matter what the disability is. One of the first things that we have to remember is that um, as a person with a disability, it does not mean that you are unable to date other people who are without disabilities, if that makes any sense. Like you're not restricted to dating people with disabilities just because you have one. That's just not how life works. And um, it's 
probably easy for people with disabilities to fall into that gap of um, thinking they're being rejected simply because of that. And sometimes that may be the case, mm-hmm. but unless you are imposing your disability on another person, typically people are going to be a little bit receptive, maybe even a little bit nicer, um, not in terms of being a, you know, a pity party or anything, but they right. like at least um, be open to um, hearing your story and understanding where, you know, where, where things happened in the way that they did for you. If it was something you were born with or something you over time um, were diagnosed with or whatever the case may be. But I think the first thing, that anyone with a disability um, should do is to be open to dating people who don't have disabilities and people who do. Uh, it just it really just depends on what attracts you and where your life takes you. Okay, that yeah, that is helpful, and I feel like the being open and like really being who you are is an important part mm-hmm. because right when I got sick, I had some dating profiles up, but none of my pictures really had me with the oxygen on it. And I don't think I was like really comfortable taking pictures in general at that time. And so I would meet people. And then, you know, at a certain point after we talked a little bit, I would kind of tell them. And I think sometimes that was a little shocking um, shocking to them. And, you know, it would take them some time before, you know, they could process it or they would, initially not be able to handle it but they would come back later but at that point I'm just kind of like well you already kind of rejected me Mm. so it doesn't work so at a certain point I kind of decided oh well I should just post some pictures with the oxygen or make mention of it yeah profile and that will maybe just weed off the people who just are completely not interested or going to be you know negative about Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. and then you know I automatically start with people who have seen it yeah. Um, so and I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I think that's one of the biggest things that people would do um, to avoid the conversation or to appeal romantically because, I mean, generally speaking, people it, uh, who have disabilities, whatever they are, whether it's the oxygen mask, whether it's the wheelchair, mm-hmm. the automatic premise is that people who have disabilities are not romantically um, or physically attractive, and that's not the case. Right. So if you do have an online profile, it is very important for you to be upfront because it's part of who you are, right? Unfortunately, you have to put it on front street so that people, you know, will know right away and, and you don't run into that problem that you just explained, which is people find out about it later on and then they disappear or they reject you. So the best thing you can do is put it out for people to see right away, not in a way that um, makes you want to attract that, uh, again, the, the pity, the pity votes or the pity right. attention, but in a way that is very, um, open about who you are, what you've been through, let you know, make that part of your story or your narrative or your profile that you put up, um, and be, and, and carry it in the best way that you possibly can. Again, I, I don't have a disability that you can physically see, but, I know that if I did, I wouldn't want people to not know about it if it's part of who I am, just so I can have it out there. People can see it from the very beginning and make their own decisions. And you're right. The ones who seemingly reject you because of your disability, because of the pictures you post or because you put it on your your profile on any social platform, whether it's romantic or not, Mm -hmm. they they don't belong in your life. Those are not the type of people you need in your life anyway. So 
let them go ahead to the left, to the left, and keep on, keep on moving. Right. I'm like, it's kind of like a filter, and like, I get these people automatically out, you know, yeah. who I yeah. might have attracted before. It'd be like, but no, but mm-hmm. are you really going to be here in sickness and, he- and in health? If Girl, listen, point? <laughs> that in sickness and in health is very real because then, you know, the, we have those couples who get into a relationship and they are fine you know when they get there and then things certainly change because somebody gets hurt um you know i've seen like the 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 memes i've seen the stories online god forbid somebody gets into an accident and they are paralyzed Mm -hmm. well are you going to be able to handle that you may not be paralyzed or hurt or disabled when you are dating but does that really matter to you? Does that really, will that affect how you behave with the person that you call yourself being in love with or the person that you're going to be in a relationship with? Because if you cannot take those vows seriously, uh-huh. take this in the health as a single person or as a dating person, then you won't be able to do it as a married person because it is very, very, very serious and very important. Right. Yeah, it takes a level of like, just a lot of stuff, understanding, compassion, mm-hmm. and some selflessness to really deal with it and to kind of put your, like, you don't want to put yourself, put that person before you, but right. at, you know, at points, it's all, the balancing act is like really not how you do it all. You have to do some things sometimes and some things other times. And there are going to be times when if this happens, you both start off healthy and somebody gets sick or if somebody starts off sick that, right. you know, you'll have to put them first. to help them out and you have to be willing to do that you have to be willing to do that and it's not about you know making your disability the crutch in your relationship i mean truly it should not be um i mean normal people so we're all normal people you don't have to like uh, if somebody is um interested in you they don't have to feel like they uh, forced to have a conversation about your disability of course if, if it happens naturally if it happens um you know, innately fine, but like to force a conversation or to continue to make mention of it or to make the relationship all about the disability is definitely the wrong approach. Right. It definitely is. And because even some people will, I feel like I've seen on, on dating sites, you know, they'll approach you because they think you don't have any options as well. Mm. So I am easily able to weed those people out. I'm just like, oh no, believe yeah. me. <laughs> you know, I have choices. <laughs> Please believe like you're not the only person I can talk to. And you, you see it when you're, you kind of like, if you say no to them, they yeah. get nasty with you. And you're like, see, this is exactly, right. <laughs> you know, what I knew, you know, from the beginning. So it's like, you kind of get some of both, but if you have to be comfortable enough to, know that you do have options that you yeah. aren't limited to just whoever comes to you you can still you know set your standards and preferences good um, yeah know. and that's i mean I, i'm glad first of all i already know that you have confidence out the world <laughs> but it's important that you do maintain that level of self-confidence because you're right people prey on all kinds of insecurities and an insecurity could come up in the form of a disability for somebody who hasn't fully embraced it or fully understood what's going on in their own lives. And so they could easily fall prey to those folks on those dating websites or even in real life who Mm -hmm. 
you know, are just looking for somebody that they can manipulate and somebody that they can run over and somebody who, who seems to be um, out of options, like you said, and will really just go for the first thing that comes their way. So um, it's really good that you have that, that mindset, that, you know, perception straight on so that you don't fall trapped to that type of thing. Definitely. Definitely. And this, you know, it's been a work in progress because at first, you know, I went through a few years where I was just like, I, I'm not ready to date. And it was specifically, I guess, when I was in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll probably talk about that at some point on the podcast. You know, I just didn't feel that that was the really the right area for me to be in, mm-hmm. period. And then dating, I manifested in that too. It just never, nothing ever worked out. But like, since I've moved and I've been more open and trying different things, like it's been, my dating life is way different (laughs) than it was in Maryland. (laughs) Um, It's definitely a lot more popping. (laughs) (laughs) That's been definitely a good thing about moving. And I think I just also was at a point where I was, you know, completely used to the illness and mm-hmm. I forget about it or don't notice it as much. It's just part of my yeah. life now. So, you know, it's not a big deal to me. Like I can be on FaceTime with somebody I'm dating or, you know, out in person with them. And it's not, I'm not thinking about the oxygen, you know, and I, I have had discussions with people because I know because I'm used to it now as well. Mm-hmm. Like if we go out, understand that somebody may look, you know, because they have to be comfortable, right? You know, with that added attention, because you know, you may have flown under the radar before, but please believe I'm cute, and somebody's <laughs> gonna look girl with oxygen, and I'm young, so right. they're gonna look. So you have to be, you know, aware of those types of things, and I think sometimes people aren't. So with that kind of thing, like, what are some tips you can give someone who's dating someone with a visible disability or a disability that they? may have to be aware of or some traits that they you feel like they should have yeah so i'm glad you asked that question because you're right it's not just about the person who has a disability it's it's also the people who are dating those people or married to those people and have to um you know seemingly be part of that uh that life so um the first thing is and i think it's something that i already mentioned which is don't make your relationship about the disability it, it's not it, when what I mean is it's not that you have to always bring it up or always have it um, as a topic of discussion. If there are certain things that come up organically, of course, have that conversation. If there's something that's needed to uh, know or understand, of course, have that conversation. But don't make it a task of, um, you know, because this person has a disability, let me just make sure that I'm like catering to that specific part of them because Anybody who is a human being is a full human being on their own. They have other facets and parts of their lives that are just as important and just as prevalent. So, you know, talk about the the career or the business or friends and family, like all those things are always going to be important to anybody who has that going for them. And it's not just about the disability. The second thing I would say is, you know, you, you touched on this a little bit with, when you said, um, you know, when you go out in public, you're probably going to get looks, you know, not just because you're cute, because, <laughs> right. but also because you may have your oxygen mask or somebody may be in a wheelchair or somebody might have crutches or might, there might be a limp. Um, the person who is dating or married to a person with a disability has to be comfortable with that. Um, it's not just a, a matter of the person with a disability being comfortable with it or, you know, having learned how to, uh, to adjust to all the looks, but 
you know, you have to have tough skin because, you know, on a good day, a random person who has, you know, mismatched socks or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they dress wild will get a, 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 a glance, a strange glance um, on a good day from anybody. So a person with a disability typically will get that kind of look if it's something that somebody hasn't seen before or mm-hmm. they are interested in understanding what, what's going on with that one person. So if you are with somebody with a disability, you have to get comfortable with that type of attention because it will come. And then the last thing I will say is, um, you know, if you are if you are dating or married to somebody who has a disability, you know, just I guess this kind of goes in line with the first thing I said, you know, just treat treat them like you would want to be treated or even treat them better. I, I like to say treat them better than you like to be treated. Um, you know, just be a good person, be be a, a, an able um, partner and, or spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend, um, you know, acknowledge them as a, a, a an able-bodied per, uh, uh, partner. You know, don't don't feel like you have to overcompensate for the things that they may be very well capable of doing. You know, just because um, somebody is in a wheelchair does not mean that they don't want to, you know, cut up their own food. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, make it make it so that it's a comfortable conversation, a comfortable relationship, a comfortable engagement between the two of you, and that it's not something that's being forced. If you feel out of the goodness of your own heart that you want to do something above and beyond just to cater to that person, great. Um, but don't do it out of pity or out of a uh, sense of, I think they may need help with this. Um, so let me just go ahead and do it because I think they can't do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Ask first if you ha- if you have a question about that, and then you know let that let that decision or that answer guide how you proceed. Definitely, that yeah, that all makes sense, and I feel like just communication. Mm-hmm. I think with that is really important. Just being able to you know, like you said, ask that person if you know you know, that's appropriate or Mm -hmm, okay. Or, you know, ask them, you know, how they're feeling or like really, or the person who's, you know, disabled being able to feel comfortable with their, you know, partner really expressing, you know, what's going on with them. Um, Let that, you know, be at their place where they can feel comfortable, you know, without also overbearing that person. Right, exactly. So it has to be like a balancing act. So you have to both, you know, communicate with each other, I feel, so that, you know, you're balancing out each other and helping. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so um, are there any just general dating tips or um, practice ideas that you want to give to people? Um, yeah, well, so real quick, before we go there, I did want to ask, um, and I'm not sure if you're familiar and, um, if there are people with disabilities on, on or listening in, you know, l- listeners with disabilities, one of the things, and we kind of touched on it earlier with the online dating sites, um, mm-hmm. and of course we have like the typical ones like Match or eHarmony or even right. Tinder or Bumble or whatever, but, you know, there are some that cater specifically to um, people with disabilities. Mm. And um, they're obviously they're not as popular, they're not as mainstream, but... Right. Um, if there were ever a situation where, you know, you know how they have, um, what's the one with the, the farmers? I think. Farmers only, girl. You <laughs> see those commercials down here, down in the country, okay, down in the Delta. You see those commercials, farmers only, honey. 
That is so funny to me. But you know, there is there is something for everybody. I mean, there is someone for everybody. I truly believe that. So yeah. there are sites that you know, like dating for disabled. Um, there is another one called Special Bridge. Um, there's another one that's called Disabled Passion. So there's stuff out there for people who feel more comfortable with um, you know, having a site that caters to that demographic. Oh, that makes sense. That, I mean, I hadn't even really thought to even look it up, but like you said, farmers only, you have Christian mingle, Christian you have mingle. all types of, you know, sites and even like the league, the league yep. Is, yep. is definitely a section. You have to apply to get in. So yep. <laughs> no, that's a whole, we want to date somebody on your level. It's all type of, you know, I'm not mad at them. Hey, I'm not mad at them. <laughs> I got an application out into the league right now, but they have not launched baby in new Orleans yet. They need like 1800 more people. So if you're in new Orleans, sign up for the league so they can punch so I can find me a man on my level, apparently <laughs> down here in the NOLA. Okay. Oh so yeah, no, I, you know, I'm just, you know, spreading my wings, and, <laughs> you know, what I can fly over. <laughs> but no, so your, so your original question was about any general dating advice. Yes. Um, and, and well, so let, let's start with the basics. Be yourself. I think that applies to anybody and, and that applies in person or online. And I think the, you know, we're, we're still in that age of catfishing, right? I mean, right. I think people, most people know what catfishing is, which is when you have a, an online persona that you um, use to pull people in. Um, and typically catfishers are um, people looking for money or pretending to be somebody else using somebody else's picture, name, likeness on the web. And then somebody else falls in love with them. And then, you know, things go completely left. Right. Um, so yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Be yourself, be you online, you know, be, be your, your full authentic self um, in person. And if you were creating a profile online, do the same thing. And that goes back to my previous point, which is if you have a disability, put it up there. If you black, put it up there. If you white, put it up there. I mean, mm -hmm. the worst you could do or, you know, the, yeah, the worst thing you could do is, you know, lessen your pool of candidates, but that's also the best thing you can do, right? right. So you weed out all the people who don't, who are not there for you, you know, mm -hmm. as you. Um, another thing I will say um, is get to know the other person. You know, I, I was trying to stay away from this topic, but the topic of, of sex always comes up. Mm -hmm. And um, now that I'm older and wiser, I think I have a different perspective. And it's not necessarily a different perspective on um, sex and casual sex. You know, do what's comfortable for you. You, you, you have to answer to your maker. That's mm -hmm. your business. Right. <laughs> but um, I would say... You know, don't be so quick to jump in there with somebody if you have not even taken the time to learn who they are. There are just too many diseases out in the mm. world. There are too many people having kids with people they don't need to have kids with. Like all those things are preventable simply by taking the time to learn your mate, learn who you are going to be with, if you even want to be with that person and if it's, a, if it's the right match. And truly, sometimes you get it wrong. You know, sometimes you really do feel like you fall for somebody and then, you know, a little while later, it may not seem like it's the right thing. 
for right. you to be in. And I understand that completely. Truly, I do. But the longer you can stay away from the physical aspect that is, uh, you know, in sex, it, it, then the better I think it is for you to fully have a perspective around if this is the person you even want to go down that path with. Definitely. I agree with that. I feel like just physical stuff. I know people try to say like, oh, you can, you know, move, remove your emotions, but sometimes that just adds a layer that yeah. to the relationship. Cause really, honestly, if it's good, you may just not want to give it up <laughs> regardless of. Girl, listen, on. there are people in the world, women specifically who are trapped by the D <laughs> they are trapped. And they are trapped because they, they think it's so good that they don't even realize that they are in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And all I have to say is, girl, get out. Get out. Like, okay. Get out. It's not that deep. No <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> Just get out ASAP. Yeah, definitely. Don't let that cloud you. There, there's other D other places. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, the last thing I will say is, I mean, if you're if you're in the on the dating scene, um, just you know, variety is, is the spice of life. So, mm. you know, if you do like a certain kind of man with a certain kind of physique, with a certain kind of skin tone, I get it. We all have preferences, but sometimes your you know, your Boaz may come in a different package that you are totally not expecting. And the only way you can find that person is be, is being open to even having that kind of interaction with that kind of person. So I would just say, you know, be open to different kinds of people, different kinds of races, if that is something that you're interested in, um, different kinds of backgrounds and physiques and all that, um, because you just never know, you know, your your perfect match. And I use that term loosely because there is no real thing as a perfect spouse. But your perfect match might be um, in a different kind of package that you're not expecting. Definitely. I, yeah, I definitely agree with that because, you know, I have, you know, you have your ideal in your head. Like, even if you don't think about it, you're, you just become attracted to a certain look or a certain type of person. Yeah. You have to really just open yourself up to, you know, the possibility. Um, right especially with dating sites, I feel like I was just talking to my therapist about it, you know, just seeing, you know, some pictures and you're like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm really attracted to them, but you know, pictures don't always tell the full story. That's right. So may, if they're, you know, if they're intriguing to you as you're talking to them, you know, you may want to give it a chance because in person, you know, they may, you know, oh, you know, they right. may you know, <laughs> do it for you. So, right. You know, just open yourself up to different things. And if, you know, if you're just going out and, you know, regardless of what you're doing, you know, you're getting out at least, you know, and seeing stuff and then experiencing new things. And then you may just learn that, no, that's not something I like. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of a learning process. Right, 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 right. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Yeah, so I want to thank you um, for coming on and joining me. So hopefully you can come back and we can have another discussion about some other dating things um, as time goes on. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. This was fun. This is my first podcast interview. Oh, oh my gosh. I did not know that. It was. Yes. I'm so happy that I can have you for your first. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Okay, so now we're going to get into our adventure and ridiculosity. So, you know, we can't leave an episode without talking about what's going on in the world that's a little bit ridiculous and a little bit crazy. So our guest is join, joining me in talking about today's adventure, which is Kanye West. So <laughs> we know that Kanye has said all manner of foolishness within the last week or so. And there's been all types of dialogue on it where he's people are saying he's just expressing himself or people saying he's absolutely lost his mind. And there was one specific meme that I saw that was related to relationships. And I know um, Folashade saw it too because she posted it. And it was the meme that said, you know, the trajectory of Jay-Z and Kanye shows you the influence of spouse can have on the way someone's life goes. So I wanted to talk to Folashade about that and get her take on that meme and the Kanye situation. Mm -hmm. So I posted it um, and I got a lot of interaction in my DMs and in my comments. (laughs) Like, how could you post that? You know, it's, it's problematic AF. Um, I got a lot of different Mm -hmm. responses. And so, you know, the reason why I posted it were, you know, two things. First, I did want to have that dialogue, and two, I did want to express what my position was on that meme. And it said, I, I, well, I saw it, when I saw it, I saw it posted on Snoop Dogg's page, but I really don't know who um, generated it. I'm not mm-hmm. sure who created it. But when I read it, and this is one of the things, one of the comments I made, when I read it, I did not read it and think responsibility I took it for exactly what it said, which is the evolution of Jay-Z and Kanye shows you how influential your wife can be to your life. That is a fact. Mm -hmm. The evolution of the two of them can show you how your wife has influence on your life. It is what it is. Kanye and Kim are a very public, very um, selfie selfish kind of couple. They are very self-consumed and not in a negative way. I might even say it in a negative way. That's just who they are. Yes. People have said it several, you know, time and time again, that they are just the type of people individually that love themselves. Yes. And the match, you know, happened to work. I, I don't mind them as a couple. I actually don't, I actually don't mind Kim as a person, quite honestly. You know, <laughs> I know she's done some things over the last year. Yeah. yeah. But I don't mind her as a as a um, human being because I watch two things that uh, appeal to me about her, and we won't go down this path. But two things appeal to me about her, which are her business acumen mm-hmm. and then also her um, family, her the way she is interacts with her family. Because I have a very similar family structure in terms of being very close with my sisters, being very close with my parents, and so on and so forth. But in this case, because they are the way they are, and because Kim is a type of wife that is not going to silence or correct or, you know, offer any advice to her own husband, because truly she's the same kind of way, I think that fuels him a little bit or gives him, you know, it just gives him the freedom to do whatever he, whatever it is that he wants to do. He doesn't, you know, really look back. He doesn't, he says things without caution he says things just um haphazardly whereas we have the jay-z and beyonce type of couple a lot more reserved Mm -hmm. a lot more um keep to themselves they won't tell you about their business until they're ready to tell you about their business hell they went through a whole 
chapter where he was cheating on her, but didn't nobody know for Mm -hmm. sure. For sure, yes. Exactly. There were speculations, but you did not know one thing until she dropped lemonade. Mm. And that's just the difference in the couples and how they operate. And people were saying that they thought um, that because Kim and Kanye were like that in the first place, that's why, you know, this statement is false. But the truth is you as a spouse should have influence over your spouse. Mm-hmm. You should have the ability to say to your, to your man or to your woman, hey, listen, what you said out in public the other day was uncalled for, it was inappropriate. And my opinion is next time we are in a situation like that, just refrain from saying that. That doesn't mean that you're bossing them around. It doesn't mean that you're telling them what to do. It's just saying, hey, as your wife, as your husband, I think for the purposes of us as a unit, I would prefer you don't do this type of thing or have this kind of behavior when it will reflect poorly on us, not just Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because it's like, it's, Kanye was, before he even said anything that was really inflammatory, mm-hmm. he was on Twitter constantly tweeting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tweets a day where it was definitely in excess. And I feel like Kim had to like tweet him yeah. or he said to get his attention or he said she texted him or tweeted him. But like, why are y'all not having these conversations in person person to (laughs) each other and she has to text you to tell you to stop wilding or saying stuff why doesn't she know what you're doing because she's not gonna tell you no and I feel like that's the like you said that's the difference in the influence I'm sure Jay-Z and Beyonce or whoever else is having conversations about what they're gonna put out to the public like you don't see Angela Bassett and Courtney Vance you know what are you posting what is this you know I'm sure he knows when she's about to post that cute picture of her in that cute dress looking like a snack, you know, and Courtney is like, oh, I'm very aware I've approved this picture, you know, right? you know, it's, it's good. I'm not going to be like, why are you posting this on Instagram? Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like they don't have that level of let's discuss what our public image as public people is going to be because, you know, things happen with spouses, just like mm-hmm. all this Me Too movement. People who were married to these people and knew are getting the backlash as well. Just so as what much. Kanye right. does affects Kim's business. Absolutely. So even on a business level, you guys have to communicate and say, you know, what you're doing affects me. So I don't yes. want you to do these things. Because it affects us, it affects our household, it affects our children. Yep, that's so exactly right. We have these discussions, and I don't feel like anybody, unfortunately, is that influence in Kanye's life. Because mm. even in that video with him at TMZ, the way his face looked, like nobody had ever said to him in direct line that he was wrong. Yeah. He looked and like he had, hadn't heard that in years. Honestly, so so a few things you said. So first of all, I, I don't necessarily think that and, and this is just we can all we are we're making assumptions, right? So I don't know for sure if they are having that that type of dialogue in mm-hmm. their homes. Right. We can assume that they're not based on how they behave publicly. Um, I want to believe that they are having these conversations and it's just not it's just not sticking. Right. That, that was the point I was trying to make earlier. Because they are individually how, you know, how they are, it's like, what's that uh, quote? It's the pot calling the kettle black. 
Mm-hmm. You you are out in public, you know, with you know half naked, you know, wearing inappropriate clothes all day, every day. And mm-hmm. this is just an example, not anybody specific. Yeah. You as a person or a friend or a family member can't go to the next one who is wearing inappropriate clothes and say, don't do that. Mm-hmm. It just won't work out <laughs> because yeah. the first thing I, you know, that person is going to say is, well, you're doing it too. So why would I take that advice from you? Right. That's the dynamic I'm trying to convey. That's mm-hmm. what I think is the level of influence. So it's not necessarily that the person is responsible or they are um, unable to talk. To, maybe it is unable to talk to them, but you, if you cannot, if you do not have, um, appropriate behavior you cannot correct somebody else with mm-hmm. that same inappropriate behavior it just will not work out that makes sense. Thing, yeah the second thing is you're absolutely right Whitney we're talking about ramifications that go beyond just making a statement by Kanye right so he makes a statement about um slavery being a choice which is absolutely absurd just oh, just, to, just to say the least <laughs> and Let's just say, you know, because, uh, you know, there, a lot of people took offense to that and a lot of people disagree with it, of course. Let's say there was a business deal that Kim was about to ape, but because of that, they don't want to do business with her. This is not a one person kind of, you know, um, you know, uh, bat, what is it, what's the word when you, when you have ramifications? Yes, ramifications. Yes. Kanye makes a mistake that can be detrimental to his wife as a person, his wife as a businesswoman, his children who happen to be black, by the way. Yes. So like, it's not just one person. And that's, that goes for all of us as a partner in a relationship. The things you do will reflect on the person you're with. That's just how it works. Mm -hmm. You sign up to be a unit. You are no longer an individual, especially when you get married. You know, not in not in the sense that you don't have your own self, you know, personality and 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 awareness and all that, but you become a unit, and everything you do can reflect on the person you're with. So you have to choose your words wisely. You have to be cognizant of what that will do for that person. You know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, business wise, you have to take that into consideration. And in this case, Kanye was incredibly inconsiderate not just to black people in general, but also to his family, to the people who love him, to the people who care for him, and especially his wife. I mean, he just went completely left. Yeah, he definitely did. And even like you said, even if they are having these conversations and you want to assume that, you know, they are having these conversations, it's like, do you agree with this, Kim? You know, (laughs) like you said, people can just, okay, well, you must feel the same way because people Mm -hmm. assume sometimes that, you know, husbands and wife do have this, these types of conversations where they agree on, on certain things. Cause even if you, you know, jump to the other hot topic of the week, um, the Cosby being Mm. convicted and Camille Cosby put out a whole defense of him when people were feeling sorry for her and she wants to defend somebody who was convicted off of his confession, you know? So that means she's been complicit essentially in what was going on because to She's a certain not. degree, to a certain degree, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I do understand the position that she's in in yes. terms of 
she's the wife of this person that people have respected and revered for years after year after year after year. And now all of a sudden, all this stuff comes to light and she has to figure out, is she going to side with him? You know, this is that whole um, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton dynamic, right? You know, do you stand as a dutiful wife, as a supportive wife uh, while he goes through this? Or do you, you know, side with the um, people who are bringing these charges and allegations against your husband? And it cannot be easy. It just cannot be easy. Yeah. So, I mean, I I hear, you know, I understand why she would want to defend him, but that's, you're right. You have to be careful about what you're taught, what you are defending, because if it's, you know, if it's your husband as a, it's a human being, you're trying to describe that he's, you know, he's a good person. He's made some mistakes, blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's one thing. But if you're saying that these women are, are lying or mm-hmm. um, that they're bringing uh, false allegations against your husband and you know that he's done this in the past or he had the capacity to do it. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's just wrong. Yeah. That's just bad. It's, it's, it's how, cause like you said, if you've chosen to stick by your husband and, you know, be on his side, that's between you all and yeah. your marriage. And you could not put out a statement or you could put out a simple statement that you're, you know, standing by your husband at this right. time. Exactly. But, you know, the manner in which she wanted to do that and compare him to Emmett Till and all kinds of other stuff. It's just like, I mean, Wow. (laughs) And so like, if you're assuming that people, a a couple is a unit, like you said, the ramifications go to both of you. Yeah. Because now while some people may have been feeling sorry for her, like, oh, wow, after decades married to him, you now have to, this has to quote unquote come out and you have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's, you know, you know, she's in the same side you know, as him, you know, in denial about a confession, you know, so you may think the same thing about Kim and Kanye. Well, you know, they probably talked about this. He had the hat in the closet. He said it, you know, it's been there in front of her. And if she Mm. felt Mm -mm. so, you know, against Trump or against that, why had, why was that hat allowed in her home? Right. Cause she is, if I'm not mistaken, she supported Hillary. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I, not that uh, you know supporting Hillary is is a uh, direct uh, not supporting Trump, right. but you can assume that. Like if you're if you were on one side, then typically you're rooting for that one person, and you're not sharing your you know your vote across mm-hmm. both parties. So it would be very disappointing and surprising if she in fact never spoke up to him and said you know, hey, I think this is the wrong path to go down. Because she did say, I think she's like, he's expressing himself. Um, he has the freedom of speech, blah, blah, blah. But there's a way to do it and there's a, there's a way not to mm-hmm. do it. And he is literally doing everything you shouldn't do. <laughs> everything, okay. <laughs> everything. Saying everything you shouldn't say. Um, and I'm not sure, I, I mean, it could be, it could be a, a case of... Um, mental issues i'm not sure or maybe this is just who he who he really is and you know at this point it's like we at at a point we we can't diagnose and we may even think and we may even be right but he's saying that he's fine and his wife is also saying he's fine Mm. so at this point why you know why should we even give the benefit of the doubt that it could really be because everybody connected to him is if anything else, they're coming out again to say he's fine. Mm-mm. No, he's not sick. You know, mm. they're, they're taking away, you know, the benefit of the doubt for him. You're right. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> it's so, it's, 
if this is real Kanye, if this is the real life Kanye, then shout out to Brother Van because (laughs) out okay he went he went all the way in and it was very tasteful, very Mm -hmm. tactful and classy. And you know he didn't get loud, he didn't get rambunctious, he didn't do the stereotypical black thing um, that people would point to. In this Mm -hmm. case, he was very eloquent and did a great job of expressing I think all the things that we all have been thinking about what Kanye is doing in this time definitely he he definitely did a good job and I know I saw somebody also post the meme or the status saying you know I miss the old Kanye doesn't even you know sum up what we're going through right now (laughs) and I said I was just thinking that it's we miss who we thought the old Kanye yeah. was. Yeah. Not even the old Kanye, because now it's just kind of like, who who is this person? Who is this person? Like, where did he come from? And why didn't we see it early on? But, you know, maybe it was there all along and we just yeah. missed it. And we missed it because mm-hmm. of every other thing that was going on. Right. You know? Right. So. That's definitely crazy. And this week, we actually got to touch on Cosby and Kanye because (laughs) it actually related in terms of relationships. How funny is that? (laughs) Thank you for joining me on the adventure and ridiculosity as well. Well, thanks for having me. This was a good topic. And, you know, anything love and relationship related, I'm always going to talk about it. (laughs) Always for it. Yes. (laughs) Your area, lady. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to When What Happens, the podcast that lets you live your best life. You can reach out to me at all my social media. I'm With Happen 6 everywhere. W-H-I-T-H-A-P-P-E-N-S, the number six, everywhere. Catch you guys soon.